Hello and welcome to the podcast from Holy Trinity Westerhales. We are delighted that you've joined us for this week's podcast and pray that you would be blessed through it. Amen. Thank you very much to the band. Um, so if we could get the PowerPoint. Yeah, last time we were met together for an all-age, we talk, spoke about prayer. Today, since we're all together, I thought it'd be good to focus on what it means to be the family of God and how we can unite before God together as a family. And I don't just mean families within the church uniting, but actually as a whole church family, all ages, however you've come today, for us to be able to unite before God. And we're going to practice doing some things together that help us unite before God. Um, so I went to a webinar, like an online seminar thing with Nick and Becky Drew. Yes, very fancy. <laughs> and um, they were speaking about the different passages in the Bible that show where all ages are represented as they came before God and worship. They were focusing on worship. And one of them that stood out to me was 2 Chronicles 20, where it says this, that all the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. And the context of that is that actually there's a really scary thing they're facing. They're facing battles and actually a lot of different armies wanting to come against them. And so the king, instead of just going into a room on his own and praying, he actually calls all the people together. He doesn't just call the men. He doesn't just call the army. He doesn't just call the adults even. He calls the whole of Judah together to worship and to pray to God. So we're going to watch a wee cartoon video which will summarize that story for us before we look into it a bit deeper. Stories of the Bible. Jehoshaphat. This is Jehoshaphat. Oh, hello. Who was one of the kings of Judah. He was a good king. Yeah. Who strengthened Judah. Hey, and he did what was right in God's eyes. He obeyed God's commandments and God was with him. There were other countries around Judah who wanted to wage war on Judah though. Huh. And one day, messengers came to Jehoshaphat. Hey, hey, Jehoshaphat! And said that the armies of three kingdoms were marching towards Judah. Oh, no! Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged God for guidance. Hey, everyone! Hey! He told everyone in Judah to start fasting. People from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek God's help. Jehoshaphat stood before all the people and prayed to God. He asked for God's help, saying, O oh Lord, God of our ancestors, you are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. He told God of the things that God had done for Israel before, and he asked him to stop the armies that were coming for them. He said, we are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. All of the men of Judah stood before God with their wives and children. The Spirit of God came upon one of the men who was standing there and he said, Listen all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid, for the battle is not yours but God's. He told them that tomorrow they would march out against the armies, but they would not need to fight, for God would be with them. Then King Jehoshaphat and all of the people of Israel worshipped God. The next morning, the army of Judah went out to battle. Listen, 
Jehoshaphat said to them, Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Jehoshaphat sent the singers to walk ahead of the army, and they praised God as they led the army. At the very moment they started praising God, God caused the armies of the other kingdoms to start fighting among themselves. So when the army of Judah came to overlook the battlefield, uh, wow. the enemy was defeated and not a single one of them had escaped. The army of Judah went and gathered the valuables from the valley, and there was so much that it took them three days to collect it all. They praised and thanked God who had given them victory. Then they marched into Jerusalem praising God who had defeated the armies of their enemies and the kingdom of Judah was at peace. So we're going to start at the start of that story with prayer, focusing on prayer. And Julia's going to come and read us from the passage so we can hear what the Bible had to say about it. Do you want to hold it? I don't want you to hold it. Jehoshaphat was afraid, so he decided to ask the Lord what to do. He announced that no one in Judah should eat during this special time of prayer to God. The people of Judah came together and asked the Lord for help. They came, they came from every town in Judah to ask for his help. Excellent. Thank you, Julia. We'll give her a clap because that was lovely of you. <laughs> Thank you, Julia. Um, so we're going to look at that. These are some of the things that are highlighted from what Julia just read. King Jehoshaphat, I can't say that word, Jehoshaphat was afraid, actually. He realized this is a scary thing he was facing. He didn't pretend to be all big and strong and deny that. Actually, he admitted he was afraid of what was coming. And so the next thing he did, he didn't hide away. He didn't admit defeat at that point. He said, let's ask the Lord what to do. And he asked everybody to come together and have a special time of prayer. And you might have noticed in the video and in what Julia read, he asked them to fast where they had to stop eating while they were praying. And I've not asked you to do that today and actually did the opposite, handed you snacks as you walked in the door. But um, we'll maybe look at that another time about what it means to fast together. But today we're going to focus on praying together as a church family. So children and young people, did you know that actually a lot of the adults in this church pray for you so much? I've heard it in the prayer meeting, I've heard it in other meetings, in the ministry team meetings, and I know that people do it when they're at home on their own as well, and in other groups and in home groups. But did you know as well that actually you can pray for them? You can pray for the adults, you can pray for your family, you can pray for somebody you don't really know across the church that maybe you've just caught their eye today, and you can actually pray for them and God will hear your prayer. So we're going to focus on thinking about maybe some of the things we're facing as individuals, as families, and as a church. So maybe there's something in your life that you're facing that's coming up and you know that actually it's pretty scary or even just really confusing and you don't know what to do. Maybe as a family you're facing a situation and you don't know what the next step is. And as a church, I think there are many amongst us who will know there are things, you know, along the way that we don't necessarily know exactly what the next steps will look like. So we're going to take time to do what King Jehoshaphat did and all the people of Judah. We're going to come together. We're going to call out and pray to God. And we're going to do that in small groups. So where you are, 
um, you can move chairs and things. What I want you to do is, children and young people, stick with at least one of your adults that you came with, just to make sure you're all well looked after. But look around the room nearby, see if there's somebody you've never prayed before, prayed with before, maybe someone you've never prayed for before, and try and get in a wee group of maybe four or five. You can go bigger or smaller, depending on who's around you. Ask each other, what is it that you need prayer for, either individually or as a family, or if you know something in the church that we need to pray for, something that we're facing where we don't know what to do. Could we get the next slide, Daniel? Um, and King Jehoshaphat said, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. So we're not just standing here this morning saying, oh, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. We're saying our eyes are on you, God. And when we put our eyes on God, he hears our prayers and he does answer just like he did in the Bible passage we've read. So you're going to turn into wee groups, try and find different ages within the groups and pray for each other for prayer needs that you have. And then a wee practical thing. I know last time we did the prayer aeroplanes and took them away to try and remember who to pray for. Today we've got some um, wee silicon bracelet things there. Very beautiful. And um, what we're going to do is as you're getting into your groups, Haley and I will come round and hand you one of those. When you've had your chance to pray for someone, if you put the bracelet on, and then as you go away from this place today, for as long as you wear it, you might take it off when you get home, you might wear it for a week, two weeks, who knows, as long as you wear it, let it be a wee reminder every time you look at it to pray for the person or the thing that you've just prayed for while you're at home, okay? So I'll let you organise yourselves into groups, and Haley and I will come round with these just now. Okay, if you want to draw your prayers to a close, for those of you who are still going, um, I'm just going to speak out and pray over you some of the, the things that Jehaziel said that he heard from God as a response. So if you want to close your eyes, it might help you to, to listen and to concentrate. So don't be afraid or discouraged. The battle is not your battle, it is God's battle. Amen. Stand strong in your places and you will see the Lord save you. Don't be afraid, don't be discouraged. The Lord is with you, so go out against what you are facing. Amen. So, and the good thing about praying like this with different ages, different people is, for those of you who are maybe not so confident in praying out loud, we can learn from each other about how to do it and what that might sound like and how it might work. Um, so we're going to move on to look at another thing that the people of Judah did together, which is worship. We've got that slide, Daniel. Um, so you notice that they called them all together and they prayed and they cried out to God and they also asked everybody to worship God. And we can do that through singing, dancing, lots of different things. And I'm going to get David and who else did I ask to do the last reading? Colleen, if you want to come up as well. David and Colleen are going to read us a bit from the passage about that. Jehoshaphat bowed face down on the ground. All the people of Judah and Jerusalem bowed down before the Lord, and they worshipped him. Then some Levites from the Kohathite and Korahite people stood up and praised the Lord. They praised the God of Israel with very loud voices. Jehoshaphat's army went out into the desert of Tekoa early in the morning. As they were starting out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, people of Judah and Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord your God then you will stand strong. Have faith in the Lord's prophets, then you will succeed. Jehoshaphat listened to the people's advice. Then he chose men to be singers to the Lord. They were to praise the Lord because he is holy and wonderful. They marched in front of the army. They said, thank you, Lord. His love continues forever. 
As they began to sing and praise God, the Lord set ambushes. He set them for the people of Ammon, Moab, and Edom. They were the ones who came to attack Judah, and they were defeated. Thank you, Colleen. That's great. Thank you very much. So um, just to pick out again some of the things from the passages that they read, these are some of the things that the people of Judah did when they worshipped. They bowed face down on the ground and they worshipped God. They stood up and praised the Lord. They used very loud voices. They sang to God and praised him and they gave thanks to him. And remember they said that they praised God because his love endures forever. And if you remember again, it wasn't just certain people within the people of Judah. It was all the people of Judah who did this. They would have all been there and prayed to God. They will have all seen how he answered through Jehaziel and gave that wonderful word to them to stand strong. And then they all together worshipped God in these different ways. And in church, for uh, children and young people downstairs, we do quite a lot of action songs and things like that to use our bodies. And up here, the adults do that too. They raise their hands, some of them dance and clap and things. And what we're doing with our bodies is we're just showing what's going on in our hearts. We're using our hands to say, we surrender. We're giving everything up to you. We want to see you lifted high. We might clap because we're filled with joy and we want to appreciate God. We might dance because God loves it when we dance before him and we're free in him. So we're going to move on to do that just now with the band. Um, And just let's remember when we're worshipping God just now, just like in the passage there, when we're worshipping God, he is fighting battles that we can't win, that only he can win. So we want to come and worship God with everything that we have today. Um, And to help um, if some of the young people or adults, if you you fancy, um, there are some wee shakers. And then we've also got some of the older ribbons for some of the older children and the toddler ribbons. And you might need to just find a wee space and be free in your worship as the band leaders in a couple of songs. So if you want to come up and grab one of these and then find a space. Thank you. If you want to find your seats and tuck your ribbons or your maracas and things under your seat for the song at the end of the service just now. And just as you find your seats, I'm just going to pray. Lord, we worship you. We thank you that we can bring all our cares and burdens to you. And we thank you that by your spirit you meet with us here. You bring your peace. And Lord, we want to know you more. We want to worship you more. Help us to do that as a church family, Lord, of all ages. May your name be lifted high. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, We're going to move on to another thing that we can do as a church family. And Haley's going to come and speak to us about that. Just move these wee temptations. Hello. So another way that we can worship God all together as a family is through serving. And when we talk about serving, we're talking about using our time, our energy, our gifts and skills to do something good for God and for other people. And we can do this whether we are teeny tiny, I'm looking at Ada and I'm looking at baby Kaden. maybe we'll let them off because they're really, really small. But if you're in nursery or primary school or high school, all the way through to retired, we can serve God and others. And it's a really important part of our relationship with God and how we live our lives as Christians. And the Bible talks about it quite a lot. And it even says that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And if he's our greatest example, then it must be pretty important to us as well. And so in a moment, I'm going to get us to think about how can we be serving other people in God? 
Have we got any, some of us might be thinking, I've got no time for this, I'm busy, I've got kids, I've got family, I've got work. But actually, did you know that God gave you specific gifts and skills and qualities that he wants you to use to do good for other people and for him? And so for some of us, we might actually already be stuck into lots of different things that are part of church life. Um, and for other people, we might be wondering, oh, I'm not too sure I used to do this, but maybe I could get stuck back in doing something else. Or maybe I could try doing something totally different and see how it goes. And serving isn't just about doing things in church. We can serve God and other people wherever we are. We can serve our families when we're at home. I guarantee you that if you decide to tidy up after you've been playing or help do the dishes, that could make your mum and dad's day. Or whether we're at nursery and we do something kinder, we help, we help to tidy up again, or we give somebody a smile or we say kind words. Those are, that's part of serving God. And so have we got a slide up that gives us a bit of a list of things that we can do in church. So we're going to think about ways we can serve God here. But remember that there's no limits to how we can serve God. So we've got your children's work, your youth work. I know the cafe is looking for people to be able to be a presence there between 12 and 2. So maybe you're thinking, oh, I've got some time through the week. Maybe I could pop along there. Um, the tech team, if you're somebody who loves, um, well, maybe not loves, but just can use a computer um, and would be willing to be on tech now and again, that would be, Emmanuel's put his hand up. See, he's, he's ready to go. <laughs> what about doing a reading? Do you think you could get up and maybe do a reading once a week? Oh, on a Sunday. Food bank, we've got worship band, the welcome team. We, we, all, we love a tea and coffee at HT after the service. We all love being able to go grab a tea and coffee, but we need people to be able to do that. That's part of our fellowship, our time together, but we need people who um, would be willing to get involved and stuck into that. And so you might already be involved in doing some of these things. And if you are, that's great. Um, but what we're gonna do in a moment is under your seat there's some post-it notes and pens and dotted around the church there's some of these examples and I want us to just take a few moments to just be still before God and be like God where could I be putting my time where could I be serving you and then I want us to write our names on our post-its and we're going to stick them on to where it says so we've got like gardening and worship band up here we've got youth and kids down here we've got a food bank and by doing that, you're not signing your life away to being on a rota. You're not signing your life away to, to constantly doing this. You're just positioning yourself before God and saying, God, you know what, I'm, I'll consider this. You might be really keen and want to get stuck in, and that's great, but it's just an act before God, part of our worship to say, God, I'm willing to consider and pray into it. Where do you want me to serve? And so this is for our little people too. So if there's somewhere where you think you would like to serve or you're like, oh, I really like chatting to people or I'm really good at doing this. Maybe it's something you can do with your grown-ups that you come to church with and you can get involved. It's so great to see Daniel been doing tech stuff at the back and I've got some young people helping with teas and coffees after the service today. And it'd be so great to see just that woven into our identity here at HT of having kids and adults working alongside instead of at the kids' church and our adults' church, that we do this all together using our gifts and skills. So, under your seat, grab your post-its and your pens. Um, if, I'll walk around with more pens if you need them. And just write your name and just think, I could do this, I could do that. Or maybe you've got creative ways that you could get involved, I'm not sure. And if you're a visitor here, um, and this isn't your home church, you can also be considering, how can I get stuck into my church back home? Or how can I be serving the people that I work with, the people that I live at home with? 